When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Did Sean Payton really cross the line, or was he just speaking the truth? It's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, in for Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance, as always, on your smart speaker as well, at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. That was the crux of what we want to hear from you about. Have Has Sean Payton gone too far with his comments? The lines are open for you right now at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. There is somebody that was really, really agitated with how far Sean Payton went, and that is Ryan Clark, ESPN NFL analyst, yesterday on First Take. Y'all not going to say it, and I'm going to say it. That's the comments of a very little man. You Sean Payton, the way that Sean Payton is revered here, he don't have to say things like that. I'm not going to come on TV and sit in this seat and feel like I got to talk about the last man that did this job. I don't have to set the precedent that everything that's happening here was so bad and so messed up that now I got to fix it. No, go do your job. You got Walmart money now. You don't need to go talk about What's going on in New York? And I don't think it's about Nathaniel Hackett. I think he worried about too dang much. The way that it should work is Nathaniel Hackett should have a problem with this. Me and Sean Payton, we got to have a heart-to-heart. We got to have a face-to-face. I got to ask you why my name in your mouth, because it don't need to be. And Sean Payton has done enough where it doesn't need to be. So I ain't going to come on here and laugh at a man acting little. There's so much there, big fella. What, what I don't understand is why Ryan Clark wants to stand on some kind of moral high ground when it comes to Sean Payton's criticism of Nathaniel Hackett. I'm sorry, just because Sean Payton is a coach in the NFL doesn't mean that he can't talk about other people in his profession. We damn sure talk about him. Just because we're on TV, just because we work for ESPN, we have a monopoly on criticizing people for not doing their jobs. The NFL is a production business, and... Last time I checked, a part of the head coach's job description is to build up his quarterback. And if he's got to throw the former head coach of the Denver Broncos under the bus in order to do so, so be it. Who cares? Nathaniel Hackett ain't got nothing to do with the Denver Broncos. Everything that Sean Payton said yesterday was about protecting Russell Wilson. And we got as much when Diana Rossini texts you after the show. What did Diana tell you, Chris Carlin, about Sean Payton's comments? Diana texted with Sean Payton. Uh, after the comments, she was on with us, and she got uh, she heard from him afterward. And her exact uh, quote from Sean was, uh, "He was sticking up for our players; they deserved better." So that'll exactly. tell you where his mind was at. Exactly what Sean Payton is saying is what happened last year was an outlier from Russell Wilson's performance to everybody on that team, everybody in that locker room, because the head coach. Lacked the ability to have institutional control. He lacked the ability to command buy-in on the game plan from week to week to put them in the best situation to win games. 
That, that's what Sean Payton was criticizing. He's trying to build up his quarterback. He's trying to build up his team. He's trying to establish a new culture. What he was saying about the Jets and hard knocks and all that stuff, he's like, okay, yeah, let them have all the hype. Let them have all the hoopla. That's not what we're going to be about this year because you know what? We experienced what that was like last year. There was a ton of hype on the Denver Broncos coming into this, coming into 2022. Everybody was talking about how the AFC West was going to be by far the toughest division in football, maybe one of the best divisions of all time. And it fell flat because, in part, the Denver Broncos were so awful and Russell Wilson had career lows across the board. So get, get, I don't understand why pundits and analysts want to get on some kind of high horse about Sean Payton and his pointed comments toward Nathaniel Hackett. It was more about him protecting Russell Wilson and trying to instill some level of confidence and explain away why he was so bad. As a former athlete, Ryan Clark should know an athlete's psyche, his ego is fragile. And it's from year to year. When you go out and you find out in a season you're not who you thought you were and you're not playing up to the level that you have in the past, you start to question whether or not you think you still got it. And you know how I know that's possible? Because everybody in the world has been talking about whether or not Russell Wilson can be fixed by Sean Payton. Mm -hmm. This is Sean Payton's response to that. Yes, I can, because the other coach that was here last year was so bad at his damn job. So stop it. Stop trying to be the moral police. Stop trying to call Sean Payton little and all of this other stuff. Understand exactly what he's doing, which is trying to instill confidence in his team and his quarterback, which is his damn job. Okay, let me push back for a second, though. I'll ask this question. When we're talking about Russell Wilson and you're talking about the fragility of an athlete's ego, it's completely understandable. However... Does it have to be built back up that way? Can't Sean Payton just pull Russell Wilson into the office at some point this offseason, beginning camp whenever, and spend an hour with him and say, I have watched this. This wasn't your fault. You know, you deserve better than what you got last year. Doesn't that accomplish the same thing as opposed to one coach potentially causing a distraction, at least for a team later in the year, that you're going to play? It's it's not going to be as impactful because it's not loud enough. I get what you're saying, and that's probably happened. But when you step in and you strip away his office and you get rid of all of the parking spots for him and his team and you don't let his people have carte blanche at the team facility, those are all things that we've been talking about all offseason. So there there is Sean Payton – course correcting some of the behaviors that we've seen from Russell Wilson in year one in Denver and at the end of his tenure in Seattle. So that is the head coach criticizing the way the quarterback has operated in some degree last year. But he's got to come up and build him up. The way you do that is saying, hey, he shouldn't have been allowed to do those things. The head coach, Nathaniel Hackett, enabled the behaviors. And that's why things will be different for my quarterback. Everybody has been criticizing Russell Wilson, me included. There's nobody who can't raise their hand when it comes to criticizing Russ after what we saw in 2022. So that's why Sean Payton had to come out in a very loud and a very vocal way and try to explain why things went off the rails last year and why 2023 will be different. There was no other way he could do it. If somebody can explain to me another way that it could happen that would be as impactful as what Sean is doing now, please, by all means, because I don't see it. 
Canty and Carlin for Greeny on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, RVs, for protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and at Progressive.com. For the record, Sean didn't tell any lies, with, with one possible exception about the Hard Knocks thing. That we all know the Jets wanted no part of Hard Knocks. That, that was forced upon them. But this was Robert Sala's response yesterday to Sean Payton's comments when he was asked about it in the press conference. Uh, it was shortly after our show yesterday afternoon. Well, I'm not going to acknowledge Sean on that. Is, you know, he's been in the league a while. He can say whatever the hell he wants. But as far as you know, what we have going on here, I kind of live by saying, if you ain't got no haters, you ain't popping. So hate away. Obviously, we're doing something right if you got to talk about us when we don't play you till week four. You know, the guys in our locker room, they, they've earned everything that's coming to them and really excited about what's going on. I think Hackett's doing a phenomenal job here. Him, the uh, coaching staff is doing a phenomenal job, and, and we're focused on us. I get it. There's a lot of external noise. There's a lot of people who are hating on us. There's a lot of people looking for us to fail. There's a lot of crows pecking at our neck. Uh, but all you can do is spread your wings, keep flying high until those crows fall off and suffocate from the inability to breathe. But really, really, really excited about the group we have, the coaching that's going on. And, uh, but I'm going to keep our focus on us and making sure that we're prepared every single day to do the best we can and uh, learn from our past and grow with, grow with every, every moment that we have. I love everything that Rob Sala just said with the exception of one thing, that these guys have earned everything that they've got coming to them. No, they haven't earned anything yet. They haven't earned a damn thing. Yeah. <laughs> what are we talking about? No. They haven't earned a damn thing. What were they, 7-10 and 10 last year? They haven't earned anything. I mean, they their defense played very last well. Last year and the year they, before they that, they were bad enough. They were 4-13, and 13 and they had the second overall pick. What, what are we talking about? They, they haven't earned anything. And I think that has to be the concern when you have a team that has so much hype, so so lofty expectations. Like, that, that, that has to be the concern that – Sometimes guys can get distracted and, and take, their, take their eyes off of the target. But that's why I love what Sean Payton said for the Jets. Because when you get in the dog days of two-a-days and things get monotonous and it becomes Groundhog Day, mm. you need something to sharpen your focus. And this is, this is, I mean, this is quintessential bulletin board material, right? Like, this is, this is, this is the definition of that. When you have not the media, not fan bases – but a head coach in the National Football League of a team that you play in week five talking cash money about what y'all are going to be. How can, how, can, how can you not have that in the back of your mind as a player when you're going through training camp? Like, it's cool for everybody else to doubt whether or not we're going to be able to realize the lofty expectations that we have. But for another coach in the National Football League to put it on wax, that's a different thing entirely. And usually I'm all about the intrinsic motivation, like being able to, to, to motivate yourselves. But this is one of those instances, this is one of those things where you got external motivation that will be ever-present throughout the year because people will come, people in that locker room will come back to these comments by Sean Payton saying that they're not going to be good. Uh, okay, I just want to break down the actual statement a little bit, though. <laughs> because, for, first of all, first of all this... You ain't got no haters, you ain't popping. It, it wasn't... He didn't really sell that. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, if you're living by that, let's let's sell it a little bit more than if you ain't got no haters, you ain't popping. Like, that was just as plain as could be. Couldn't you jazz that up a little bit more? You ain't got no haters, you ain't popping. Am I wrong about that? Uh, I don't know. You're being overly critical with that one. I like the reference from the rap song. I'm cool with it.
Oh, okay. Uh, no, I'm, okay. I'm good with the, the reference. I just want a little more showmanship behind it. That's all. And then there was this where I just, what, where are we going? All you can do is spread your wings, keep flying high until those crows fall off and suffocate from the inability to breathe. What? what is, ah, oh, you ah. know, this is all I could think of when I heard that. I'm a peacock flying into a rainbow. You got to let me fly. <laughs> the other guy. <laughs> That's I'm hilarious. a peacock. You got to let me fly. That's Mark Wahlberg is great. <laughs> That's all I can think of when That's I heard great. him talking about that. And the crows dying and su- suffocating. Like, I, I, but that's an analogy we'll get into. It was just. Oh, I, man. I'm, was, I'm a jet. You got to let me fly. It's <laughs> <laughs> great. That's great. Uh, it's Canty and Carlin great. in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on Sirius XM Channel 80. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Tune in to an American League East battle tomorrow and Sunday night as the Orioles host the Yankees this weekend. Coverage begins 6.30 p.m. Eastern Saturday, 6 p.m. Eastern Sunday for Sunday Night Baseball on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Coverage begins 7 p.m. Sunday on ESPN TV. So, did Sean Payton, in fact, take it too far? The lines are open for you. Did he cross the line at 888-SAY-ESPN? 888-729-3776. You are next on ESPN Radio. I'm a peacock! You gotta let me fly! For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Greeny, the podcast. I kind of live by saying, if you ain't got no haters, you ain't popping. So hate away. If he gets asked a question, he's going to answer it bluntly. And I think that's what he was doing while also sending a message to everybody within his organization. For a guy like Sean Payton, it was a small move by him. Listen, I actually do live by the same mantra. If you ain't got no haters, you ain't popping. I mean, <laughs> that's just a fact. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. We're in for Greeny. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. You can watch Greeny on the ESPN app. Just click watch, look for Greeny, and enjoy. 
They are lining up right now at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776 on Sean Payton's comments. And if he went too far, Brandon starts us off on ESPN Radio. Brandon, what's going on, bud? Hey, thanks for taking my call. Um, I've been a Broncos fan since I was seven years old. I'm 45. I've seen the worst of our seasons. What Nathaniel Hackett did last season, he dismantled us by week four. Whatever positives Vic Fangio left us with, whatever rebuilding he left us with, and he left us with some, he Hackett tore it down easily. And it's almost Well, we like, were all destroying Hackett, to be fair. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> was. Nobody's like hands are clean Bron- with that. Yeah. No, and it's almost like, you know, the Broncos were making a push for Aaron Rodgers. They got Hackett making us all think, okay, here he comes. And when the Broncos didn't get Rodgers, it was almost like Hackett was checked off. That didn't happen. And he's like, okay, well, let's just let's tear it down. But, I mean, I he, Sean Payton had every right to say what he said. I wished he would have went further with it. I wished he would have went deeper. Because it yeah, was I'm, I'm with you, Brandon. I don't think Sean Payton told any lies. I know it's going to land – a little bit differently based on the team that you might root for. But but to that end, a hit dog is going to holler, right? Mm. Like, if you're a Jets fan, you probably didn't like the criticism of Nathaniel Hackett, but it doesn't stop it from being true. He was an incompetent coach. He was bad at his job. Now, hopefully things are different with him in a coordinator's role and not being a head coach, but that remains to be seen. Here's my problem, though, and th- this has not been talked about enough, Canty. Hackett was not calling the plays with, with Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. He was not calling the plays. No. So, I mean, other than Denver, has he ever really called the plays? I mean. I don't think so. Maybe in Jacksonville? Maybe? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe in Jacksonville? I, yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, it's been a history for Nathaniel Hackett that is not one that is rife with offensive magistry, so to speak. Yeah. You know, he's, he hasn't mm-hmm. been – I can't say he's not responsible at all. Rodgers obviously feels a certain way about him. But I'm only going to say this. Peyton Manning felt a way about Adam Gase, you know? Mm-hmm. It, it happens sometimes where these guys just don't translate. Scott's up next on ESPN Radio. Scott, what's going on? Hey, guys. Guys, good morning. How are you? Good. Happy how are Friday. you? You know, I somewhat equate it to, look, it's – the truth in what he said really is not the point. The fact is, is that I think it was pretty classless to say it. You don't have to feel better about yourself by putting down someone else. I equate it to, you know, when you're married and your wife said, does this wife, does this dress make me look fat? You certainly aren't stupid enough to say yes. I don't know. You I've know, known some people to, who are pretty stupid. <laughs> You have to safeguard what you say and of what value is there in putting down somebody else. It's just irrespective but, of whether it's But he's not in a not. marriage. He's not in a marriage with Nathaniel Hackett. He's in a marriage with Russell Wilson. And, and based on your analogy, what he's saying is, nah, baby, that girl over there don't look as good as you do. And the girl that you were with, oh, yeah, you know, the, the, the man that you were with before, he was just a bad guy and didn't bring out the best in you. That, that's what he's saying to Russell Wilson, okay? It wasn't targeted. It's not meant to impact Nathaniel Hackett as much as it's meant to impact Russell Wilson and try to explain away why he had a career worst season. You know, just as an aside briefly, 
you've you've got. A, I've, it just made me think. I've got a couple of these friends, and I'm sure that you do because we all do. Mm-hmm. Who just they'll talk to you about a discussion that they had with their significant other, and they don't understand that what they did was wrong, and you're just sitting there shaking your head. Like I do know guys to his point that can absolutely be that stupid. <laughs> yeah. Do you have those guys? I have. No, those I got guys. Fr- I got friends like that too. Yeah. Like, and- not all of them are the brightest light bulbs out of the batch. <laughs> no. But but. But uh, but but again, again, everybody wants to focus on the criticism toward Nathaniel Hackett. Nobody wants to think about the rationale why Sean Payton would do that. He's not punching down on Nathaniel Hackett as much as he's trying to build up Russell Wilson. Think about it this way. Russell Wilson is shaken based on what kind of season they put together last year. He was God awful. How do you explain that away? How do you get your guy to believe in himself again? You know what you do? You criticize the head coach that was there because the head coach was bad. That was a reality. He wasn't great in his job, and that impacted what we saw from Russ. That's how you explain away a career-worst QBR. That's how you explain away a career-worst touchdown-interception ratio. That's how you explain away a career-worst completion percentage. That's how you explain away being sacked more in 2022 than he ever had. That's the only way you can explain it. You, do you want to tell Russell Wilson that, hey, your, your abilities, your diminishing quarterback, you can't do the things that you used to do that made you special? We're going to have to turn you into a game manager now because you ain't got it no more? Is that what you want Sean Payton to say? No. He's not going to say that. They just paid Russell Wilson $48.5 million. He's got to ride with Russ. Uh, pun intended. He's got to ride with him. So this is, in effect, the way that Sean Payton is trying to build his quarterback up by talking about how bad the previous regime was when it came to institutional control and implementing the things that would allow a team to have success. David, next, ESPN Radio. David, what do you got? Hey, just want to go off. If, if you saw game one last year with the Broncos, situation, fourth and one, you're at home, Monday night game, and he decides to kick a 64-yard field goal, tells you everything you know about Nathaniel Hackett as a coach. Are we becoming that uh, sensitive as a society where you can't be critical of your peers, of anybody else? He didn't say anything that was to the level of disrespect, like where it's... it's well, like, here's the thing. When Mike Tannenbaum said earlier that he broke the code, that's where the problem is, okay? Whether or not you consider it disrespectful, there is this code that exists between coaches of you don't criticize other coaches because you know how hard the job is. In this instance... This is all about trying to protect his player. Not even protect, build up his player. If Russell Wilson's ego or confidence is at this all-time low that something like this is necessary, then if you're Sean Payton, you do whatever you have to do. Like I said to Canty earlier, and it probably happened behind closed doors of the sitting him down and say, look, this guy did you no favors last year. This was not your fault. That probably happened. But Chris pointed out, it, it has more impact if you say it out loud. That's all. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. I mean, for his part yesterday, Randall Cobb called Sean Payton soft and the Bounty Gate coach on the Michael K. Show yesterday on 98.7 ESPN in New York. And Billy Turner, who was a former Bronco, if I'm not mistaken, uh, called Sean Payton a, blank, a, a blanking bum on Twitter. So... Yeah, they're going to be upset about it, but 
again, <laughs> I don't think Robert Sala is upset about it at all because he's got a little something that he can dangle in front of him during camp here. It's oh, camp- no doubt about it. But you know the one thing that Randall Cobb and Billy Turner can say, can't, can't say about themselves, but can't say about Sean Payton? Champion? Sean Payton's a champion. Mm-hmm. He's, he's a champion. But you, you guys haven't done that. So that's the part. That's the part. To me. And, and here's the other thing. Bringing up the Bounty Gate stuff, like, I, I, like, like big fella, if we're going to be honest, if this is going to be the barbershop and we're going to tell the truth, everybody was doing it. Yeah. Everybody was doing it back then. The 2000s, the early 2010s, everybody was doing it. The Saints just got caught. Yep. So the Bounty Gate thing, I really don't care about. To me, that has no bearing on what kind of coach Sean Payton is. Everybody knows he can coach his ass off, which is why the Saints were able to get a first-round draft pick for a coach that had been out of the game for a year. Another running back who could have a major issue with his front office, and he's a star, and it's not Saquon Barkley. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Greeny, the podcast. Running backs just taking it from all over the place. Canty and Carlin for Greeny, ESPN Radio. Sirius XM Channel 80, coming to you live from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. Jonathan Taylor is the latest, Canty. Here we are. Jim Ursay on the NFL running back situation tweeted this earlier in the week. We have negotiated a CBA that took years of effort and hard work and compromise and good faith by both sides to say now that a specific player category wants another negotiation after the fact is inappropriate. Some agents are selling bad faith. Uh, He said that his, (laughs) this is where I love it. Ursay said that his tweet was not aimed at Jonathan Taylor. Right. But they haven't offered him a contract. (laughs) Right. And and he's, 
I, I, God bless Jim Ursay because he's going to say everything that's on his mind. Like, oh. You never have to guess what Jim Ursay is thinking or how he feels about a given topic, right? But when it comes to the Jonathan Taylor of it all, I mean, Jonathan Taylor's agent felt the way about Jim Ursay's comments so much so that responded on Twitter and saying bad faith is not negotiating a contract extension with your best offensive player. Yeah. And I get why Jonathan Taylor feels a way, but what Jim Ursay is saying is not wrong. Big fella, we have a CBA, and there are rules within the CBA. If the player doesn't manipulate the rules that are in the CBA to their advantage in order to get the financial security that they're looking for, then shame on the player. Don't rely on the team to do the right thing when it comes to the business of football, right? Don't, don't do that because every time that the team tells you it's a, it's a, it's, Every time that you as the player tell the team that this is a business, they tell you it's a game. Every time that you say this is a game, they say it's a business. So it's just, if you're Jonathan Taylor, you got to understand this is how the rules of it are set up. And for players operating under a rookie contract, you can hold out. The team will find you every single day you miss training camp, but they have the option of forgiving the fine. And as a player, you got to rely on that. It's a page out of Ezekiel Elliott's playbook, what he did once upon a time with the Dallas Cowboys. He had two rushing titles over the span of his first three years. You know what he said? I'm holding out for more money. Mm -hmm. How'd that work out for Zeke? Just fine. Pretty good. I mean, if he didn't negotiate the contract that he had at that time after his third season, he probably wouldn't have been on the Cowboys last year. Listen, But because the, the the contract was structured in such a way that protected him, he was able to get that extra year and more financial security. That's how running backs have to start looking at it. Teams are only going to pay top of the market prices for your prime years. Your prime years are your first five years. So after your third year, hold out. A team would be willing to pay you a multi-year deal because it's assumed that you have multiple years still left in your prime. That's how you have to operate. Once you get to where, you know, Saquon Barkley is going into year six, it's year to year. Nobody's going to give you a huge guarantee on a multi-year deal. See, that's the reality of the position. See, but this is what blows me away about it in general, okay? That Saquon is, is you know, the Giants are saying all the right things about Saquon. He's a, mm-hmm. He's a good player. He's important to us. He's the face of the franchise, all that stuff. They're saying it all. Kenty, in life, in any business of any sort, bosses can say things all they want, but it's also about actions. It's about how they actually do or handle you when it comes down to it in a particular spot. And for Saquon Barkley, it is about that right now. And the Giants' actions are, they are not paying you. They are not paying you, and they are not going to pay you anywhere near where you think you, you have that chance. So that's why I, when I look at the NFL specifically, it really frustrates me for players to not swing the hammer when they have it. Because yeah. they are those guys who don't swing the hammer are going to get just clobbered over the head with it. Don't rely on the team to do the right thing once your contract expires. It is a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately business. It's business. There is no do-the-right-thing. Exactly. (laughs) When you produce, you leverage that production into financial security for you and your family. 
It's as simple as that, big fella. Yes. Like, like, that, that's, that, that's how you have to look at it. So players can get frustrated. You can scrub your social media and take the team name off of all of your accounts. But that's just you throwing a tantrum, and the team doesn't give a damn about that. You know what the team is looking at? The dollars and cents, the salary cap, who we want to prioritize and pay versus who we don't. And what the Giants showed Saquon Barkley this past week is that we're willing to pay our left tackle a lot of money. We're not willing to pay you beyond this year. We're willing to pay our defensive tackle that's an all-pro a lot of money. We're not willing to pay you beyond this year. We're willing to pay Daniel Jones, who was a passenger on that Giants offense in 2022. We're willing to pay him $82 million in guaranteed money. We're only going to give you 10. That's the reality of the running back position. And until those guys do something to change it, ergo normalizing, holding out after their third year, not much is going to change when it comes to the economics of running backs. 888-ESPN. Here is Taylor on the topic. This was from last month on June 15th on the running back market. It's sad. It sucks because a lot of positions, a lot of positions do a lot for their team. Um, But specifically speaking for the running back position, um, I can just speak firsthand. We do do a lot. You just want to be treated fairly. You just want to be, you know, appreciate it for what you bring to the team just seeing guys fight you know they just want to feel valued by not only their coaches their teammates but the organization as well everybody wants to be treated listen listen fair is a place where they judge pigs at yeah that's not the national football league yeah okay this this is a situation where the gm is going to mitigate risk to the franchise and the the nature of the position the wear and tear the sheer violence that's associated with it and the amount of touches, the volume that these guys get in punishment, that teams don't want to incur that risk on a long-term deal. They just don't. It's not sound business. Think about this. Saquon Barkley played five years already in his NFL career. He's been healthy for all regular season games twice. <laughs> Why on God's earth would you be in a hurry if you're Joe Shane to sign him to a long-term deal? You wouldn't because you're trying to manage the risk and the downside when it comes to the player's overall productivity. That's what you're trying to do. So running backs have got to get past this idea that we're going to be treated fairly. You're not. You're going to get treated the way that you allow teams to treat you. And that's why running backs have to take a stronger stance earlier in their careers in order to get their money. Dave Gettleman, the gift that keeps on giving, taking a running back (laughs) second overall. Oof. He did, he did draft Dexter Lawrence and Andrew Thomas. Yes, though. he did. Yes, he, he did, did draft those, and both of those guys are all pros. That's so. absolutely fair. Life is a series of choices. Who you got? Make a decision. Say it! Say it! All right, I'll say it. Who you got? Well, Bubba is on vacation in the summer of Bubba. Summer of Bubs. No, yeah, summer of Bubs. And so Cam is here, Canty, to take the responsibility and to make it happen. In Bubba's stead. Let us see if he is up to the challenge. Yeah, Bubba's here next week, so you will have uh, no more who you got from Cam, and we will be back to normal, thank goodness, with Bubba. Did Cam just refer to himself in the third person? Third person, yeah, Yeah. I heard that too. Back to normal after Bubs gets back. No more Cam. No more Cam. All right, here's Paul Pierce on the It Is What It Is podcast talking about how he views his career and in relation to uh, Dwayne Wade as he is wont to do. So here's Paul Pierce. Put Shaq on my team. Put LeBron and Bosh with me. I'm not going to win one? You don't think? Yeah. We're not going to win a couple? Like, who's the better three-point shooter? 
Is he a better scorer? Okay, he averaged more points than me career. I can shoot the three, post up, I can get to the line. Who a better scorer? Yeah, for a long we, time, we for a long time right my questions. skills went unappreciated because I didn't get to play with a lot of great players. Yeah. And then I got to play with KG and Ray passed their prime. Four years earlier, you put me, Ray, and KG together. You think we ain't walking away with three chips? Just tee up the Jalen Rose clip where he's telling Paul Pierce how much better Dwayne Wade's career is. So, Carlin, <laughs> Paul Pierce thinks he is underappreciated. Who you got as an underappreciated athlete in their career in any sport? Uh, just quickly first, the It Is What It Is podcast. That is the laziest podcast name I have ever heard. <laughs> pretty, pretty redundant. So you don't like Cameron and Mace? Yeah. You don't like it? Hey, no, it's nothing against them. It is what it is. We've got to do better than that. Got to do better. <laughs> That's just flat out lazy. Uh, you know, listen. When it comes to an underappreciated player, I, I, you know, the guy I think of right now who's playing, who I think is very underappreciated. I think Brandon Cooks is exceptionally underappreciated. Hmm. You look at his career and how many thousand yard seasons he has had, and the fact that he still had north of fifty five catches last year in Houston. I think he's going to make a huge difference for the Cowboys. He is a guy that I really feel like is an excellent receiver who has ne- not necessarily gotten his love. Maybe this is just this new Netflix series called Quarterback. Yeah. But I'm going with Kirk Cousins, man. Okay. I'm going with Kirk. And Kirk said it in episode one. If his haters seen him walking on water, they say it's just because he couldn't swim. Like mm-hmm. this dude is thrown for over 4,000 yards Seven of the last eight seasons. Apparently, incredibly Kirk, consistent. Apparently, he's got it popping. I mean, apparently, he's got it popping because he got a lot of haters. And, I mean, the Minnesota Vikings offense hasn't been the problem for them over the last several seasons. It's been their defense. They had a top-10 offense a year ago. I mean, you're talking about an offense that can score a lot of points. So, I would say Kirk Cousins, sneaky, sneaky take right here. But Kirk Cousins, top-10 quarterback in the NFL. Next. Woo. All right. Tomorrow is National Chicken Wing Day. Two questions for you. Drums or flats and ranch or blue cheese? Who you got? Drums and ranch, Canty. Wow. Flats and blue cheese. We're on the opposite wow. side of this thing, big fella. Wow. I don't so do hate you go, Do you go with the naked wing? Do you go with the wing that's sauced up? Or do you go with the wing with the dry rub? No, sauced up. Sauced up. You go sauced up. Yeah. Okay. And listen, I love drums. And the ranch, I just, I, 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 I'm not hating on blue cheese. Blue cheese, though, is a more of an any port in a storm situation for me. If you were hating on blue cheese, though, blue cheese would be popping. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well played, Cam. Well played. All right, last well one. Played. 83 years ago today, Bugs Bunny made his debut in Wild Hair for Warner Bros. Who you got as your favorite cartoon character? The politically correct answer here would be Mickey Mouse, uh, but I would, my favorite is... Our boss. Yes, exactly. My favorite is Bugs. I mean, he's had so many of the great cartoons. I mean, him and Elmer Fudd together, that's magic. It doesn't get talked enough about. That's like, that's like Martin and Lewis right there, can't he? Come on. Yeah, I mean, mine's a Scrooge McDuck from DuckTales. Okay. Like, I mean, you guys know that. Swimming in the money bin, the guy held on to his, his first, <laughs> what was it, the first dime that he ever made. He, he kept it in a glass case. Like, that, I'm all about that. I, all of the things from Scrooge McDuck, I'm all about it. I heard that promo with you the other day talking about swimming around in your cash. <laughs> and I just hey, had the image of you doing that. Big fella, really quickly, uh, who you got? Dak, Dak Prescott? 
saying that he's going to have less than 15 touchdown passes this year. Interceptions. Are you buying? Are you buying Dak under 15 interceptions? Excuse me, 15 well, interceptions. Now that he said it, give me the over. <laughs> right, I'm right there with you. Give me the over on that one too. Dak, I'll why, take the over. Why? Why are you talking about that? It's not that hard. You don't need to point out how many picks you're going to throw. Dear God, Monday, another one. Thanks for listening to Greeny the podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcasts.